We're outside the travel agency, a cannabis store that's got everyone buzzing. I've been to dispensaries all over the United States, but I've never seen one this unique. So nice. Amazing vibe. Some of the best customer service I've had in a store. Blows my expectations out of the water. Come down to the travel agency and see for yourself. For use only by adults age 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children and pets. In case of accidental ingestion or overconsumption, contact the National Poison Control Center. Consume responsibly. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, happy 4th of July. Many friends, many ladies, very excited. Just such a special time. I, I love our country. Uh, you know, on my other program, Daybreak USA, I talk a lot about politics. And generally on the good news, I talk about good news. Uh, but the good news is today on the 4th of July, we have uh, some fabulous Politichicks joining us. Uh, their book is Politichicks, A Clarion Call to Political Activism. I'm going to introduce two of the authors of the book in just a moment. Uh, but first, Donna Hetzler, one of our regulars, author and speaker here, and also Sandra Steffes, who helps you get unstuck and deal with loss. Sandra and I have been friends for years. Her husband was my favorite cameraman when I was a news anchor and weather woman um, at that local Denver station and uh, became very close with her daughter, Michaela. Um, I'd sit by her at softball games, and when she got sick, I thought, oh, she's not going to die. Why is she going on a Make-A-Wish trip? Why is she going to Disney or <laughs> whatever? This isn't going to she, happen. She's not right? dying. Yes. And as you know, we did lose Michaela. And I can't believe she'd be 21 now. It blows my mind that mm. she was just 10. So I, I just so admire you that you help, you know, others now deal with um, loss because you. you've, you've taken something so painful and uh, now you're helping people. I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So happy 4th of July. And on the cover of Politichicks, A Clarion Call to Activism is the American flag, which I think is so fantastic. And Sonia Sasser, Politichick, is joining us. And Anne-Marie Murrell is joining us. And Sonia, I have to say that your tank top that says less government more fun it looks like it could be like on the cover of a men's magazine because you are looking hot in your less government more fun tank top wow thank you wow see mama you go you hot political mama i want one of those i don't think i'd look that good but i want one of those i know i don't think i'd fill it out quite as well but i'd wear it and it's funny because we actually launched our book in washington dc on Capitol Hill, and um, it was just funny that I was wearing, you know, on the cover of the book, it says, less government, more fun. Well, when it right into the belly of the beast with that on the, on the cover of our book. So oh, have fun. That <laughs> is hilarious. All right, so uh, the book again, Politichicks, A Clarion Call to Activism. Uh, talk about the book and then kind of give us just, um, uh, w- one of you talk about the book and then one of you uh, give, kind of tell us who the political chicks are, what you stand for, what you do. So we'll start with the book. Okay. <laughs> so this is Anne-Marie. Um, yeah, I, I put together this book. It's a compilation of, of many of my politics writers that I've, that I've had throughout the years. Um, I, I created politics back in, in 2010 as a kind of alternative to the view is what it started out. It was a political talk show. And, um, and that kind of morphed into something. I wanted to do something more with the website and not just be a cutesy kind of girly thing. And so now I have writers across the United States, both men and women. And this book, Politichicks, a clarion called The Political Activism, is, is kind of like what the title says. It's, it's encouraging people to get politically active if you're not happy with 
what's happening in politics locally, nationally. Get involved. It's time to step up and use your voices. And Sonia, how did you get involved in politics and the book? Um, I started writing for Politics back in 2012. Um, I, you know, I was seeing what was happening as far as you know the healthcare law being shoved down our throats and these government regulations, and and um, also, you know, seeing the government using agencies or the administration using these government agencies to weaponize against uh, American citizens. Um, like Catherine Engelbrecht and a lot of the Tea Party and conservative groups. And, and so I, I, I just started speaking out about it. And so I, I found Anne-Marie, and um, she asked me to write for her, and uh, that, that's pretty much how I got started. You know, it's interesting um, because I, 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 would, I, I don't want to admit it, but all these years of doing TV and radio news, I'm a little bit naive. And when I heard that the IRS or the government might be targeting conservatives and going after them, like, oh, give me a break. Oh, they would never do that. Oh, please, these crazy people. And then to find out that they actually did, I have to be honest with you, it blew my mind. Yeah, and my very first print interview for politics was with Katherine Engelbrecht. And, um, and I actually was interviewing for her about with her uh, about something else um, as far as the voter fraud, and um, you know she started through the vote as a way to ensure voter integrity and to um, you know to document voter fraud that was happening across the country. And the government did not like that the Obama administration, and they went after her with full force. Wow. And they she was audited by 16 or 17 different government agencies, including the IRS at the time. And she was terrified. And so it is she, terrifying. It is. I mean, I can't even imagine one government agency, let alone that many. And so I was so proud of her to see her testify in front of Congress a few months later and tell her story because um, this is something we just can't weaponized government agencies against American citizens. No, and it sounds like something in middle school, like, oh, my God, Sonia and Marie, (laughs) can you believe that they are, like, trying to, you know, expose us or whatever? Let's just go after them. Oh, get the IRS. Get the IRS. Doesn't (laughs) Tina work at the IRS? Tell Tina to get them. Like, it just sounds, it's just, like, so vindictive and so spiteful and so wrong. It's like. Yeah, and they want to lecture us about bullying, bullying, and they're the ones that are bullying us. Okay, I have to say that um, I'm. Really surprised. Well, first of all, one of my friends, Michael Pelka at The Blaze, I think you know him, he uh, sent me this picture of a shirt today, and it says something. Well, I'm going to pull it up because I I can't ruin it because you know how witty he is. And I think that many of us have become, and I know you haven't, but closet conservatives or closet Republicans because – there's a label that people are attaching to us, which is so not who we are, that we're afraid to say who we are for fear they will put that label on us, and we so don't identify with that label. We're not uh, hateful people, and we're not racists, uh, the majority of us. And so when that label is thrown out there, like in circle, certain circles of my friends, like I, if they don't know which stations I work for, I don't even know if they know that I'm a conservative Christian Republican because they shame you. And I know it should be yeah. like, oh, big deal. Well, my kids go to a school where um, I don't want them uh, 
ostracized. I don't want them. I feel like I have an outlet for my views on my radio show and that I don't need, by the way, my husband's a Democrat, so he's already (laughs) trying to indoctrinate our children. So I don't want to further, like my my son dressed as Trump for Halloween, for instance, and went to school dressed as Donald Trump uh, before my (laughs) husband was able to indoctrinate him. And so I have to say that I think many people are silent because they're embarrassed that they'll be labeled somehow as something they're not. And I can't believe what's happening on college campuses, that people aren't allowed to talk about their politics if they're conservative. And so Mike Opelka at The Blaze sent me this shirt that said, Russia didn't um, get Trump into office. I did. And like, I voted for him. (laughs) Yeah, someone just put a billboard up saying that. I I would buy a billboard to put that up there because that's, it's very true. And I don't know, Morgan Brittany and I both started out as actresses here in Hollywood. Morgan was a much more successful woman than I was. But it's completely true. There is a new blacklist. If you come out saying, if you came out saying you were a transvestite, Russian communist, you would probably get a starring role in something. But, but to come out saying that you're a Christian conservative is absolutely taboo in, in Hollywood. You will be fired. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't know you're fired, you just won't get hired. So, yeah, it, it's, there is a very real blacklist. There is very little tolerance for anyone who doesn't agree with their views. Well, look and what just happened case, to Tim Allen yeah. and his um, exactly. show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And they were fine with him. His show has been on for a lot of years. And successful. It was very successful. What they don't want now and will not tolerate at all is anyone saying anything good about Donald Trump. That's that's why they canceled his show right now when it was number two um, for, for this network. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's very real and it's, it's getting dangerous out there. All right, Donna, do you have a question? I do. Hi, ladies. Hey, I am, I'm so excited to um, hear about your book and all the things that you're doing. And I love that you're encouraging us to become activists and to use mm-hmm. our talents and our gifts and to get involved in politics. So what, what would be some of our uh, talents and gifts that we could really get involved and become an activist and, and have a voice? Doing what you're doing right now <laughs> and doing it fearlessly yes. and speaking your truth and your principles and beliefs out loud instead of whispering them. And, and I live in California, so, you know, here on the scary left leftist coast. Right. Where, oh boy. <laughs> I'm originally oh, from horrible. California, so I get it. Very, so, yeah, you know, so many of my friends and I will be in, in Starbucks or something, and there'll be some idiot saying Donald Trump should get assassinated or something horrible. But as soon as if we were to say anything or to say, I'm a Republican out loud, we're the ones who would be ostracized. So I, I encourage my friends, when we're out, we don't whisper. We speak out loud. I'm having lunch today with Nani Darwish. I don't know if y'all know her. She's this brilliant author who, um, she, is a Muslim. she was a Muslim, and now she's a strong Christian hmm. conservative. And um, her father was actually a jihadist in Egypt. Wow. So, uh, yeah, Nani and I are going to go out, and we're just going to talk as loud as we want through the whole meal. Do you, <laughs> do you Anne-Marie and Sonia, do you have little kids? Yes, and that, I was going to make that point, too. Um, you're in the I, South, though, fun. Sonia. Are you in the South? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. you're yeah. fine. <laughs> All your fine friends there. are Republicans. <laughs> you're fine. You're safe. <laughs> yes, I know, and I, I think I take it for granted that I can 
uh, speak out loud, and there are Trump signs everywhere and bumper stickers. And um, so I, I know I live in a, in a pretty uh, nice area where I don't have to worry, like Anne-Marie and Morgan, that's for sure. But I do, you know, one of the things that I, I've been speaking about on our tour, uh, book tour especially, is um, just how important it is for us as parents who have small children to educate them. Um, a lot of our kids are being brainwashed by this godless socialist agenda in our education system. So it's really our responsibility to, to really, you know, educate them and teach them the Constitution and our spiritual heritage and our real heritage. And, um, you know, like last summer I spent... Um, when the kids and I had time, we, we went through, we got some ball, ball, um, wall builder materials, and we talked about America's spiritual heritage. And this summer we're working on the 28 Principles of Freedom, which is um, the principles that actually helped our founders uh, frame our Constitution. And, and the one um, that we went over last night was, you know, a free people cannot survive under a Republican Constitution unless they remain virtuous and morally strong. And so these are things that I'm really trying to instill in my kids. I don't know how much they're going to remember, but I know that if I at least plant those seeds in them, um, you know, they're going to they're going to look back one day and they're going to remember that you know, mom taught me this. <laughs> Hopefully, anyway. You know, I have, um, you know, I mentioned my husband's a Democrat, and uh, we're good friends with a couple where he runs a very successful nonprofit, and he's a Democrat, and she's a hardcore, outspoken, on Facebook, um, uh, very uh, in-your-face Republican in terms of, I mean, in-your-face as in it's not hidden at all, you know, her views. And so my husband tries to, you know, throw the, put that little carrot out and try to get me into some kind of political debate, and um, it's more important to me to um, have a happy marriage than somehow convince him of <laughs> my views so I always say like nice try and then turn around and walk away and we have a lot of middle ground on things that we actually do agree on and I think a lot of Democrats and Republicans do actually have that middle ground I've been really shocked and surprised lately when a couple of conversations have come up about Democrats who don't believe in abortion and who do who are pro-life that somehow they can't be on the Democrats team um, if they don't right. agree with them on everything and I don't see why mm -hmm. if you uh, believe certain things that the Democrats believe why you can't be pro-life I think that's pretty wrong to like oust them from the Democrat team just because they have that one feeling that like, hey, it might not be okay once a baby, you know, like uh, if the baby's born, you can't murder it. But 10 minutes before, like if something did happen, you know what I mean? Like it's just so ridiculous. It's just like a matter of inches where the baby's location is in terms of whether it's murder or uh, terminating a pregnancy. And I'm just shocked at how Democrats and Republicans don't realize we do b uh, agree in a lot of things, that we care about our children, that mm -hmm. we want to be able to afford college, that, uh, you know, we want good schools, and there's so much common ground, and I feel like on Capitol Hill that, and, and just in general in America right now, we've lost sense of what we want as a country, and people are so H-E double hockey sticks bent right now on like, do getting back at Trump, and we're going to show him, and we're going to talk about Russians and junk, and somehow, like, stop him. It's like, well, you know, by stopping him, you're stopping our country from succeeding. Right. There have been many presidents who've been in office that maybe I was not, like, the big fan of, but I still wanted good things to happen for our country, and I feel like we've really lost sight of that, and Trump Trump may not have been the first choice for many Republicans. I don't know if people realize that or not, but that we we want to, whoever is in office, I think that we need to make an attempt as a country. We're all in the same ship, you know, and that we're mm -hmm. Americans to try to make this work. And I think we've seriously lost sight of that. People are very vindictive and want to get revenge and get him, you know, impeached. And their, their energies are not focused on making the country a better place as politichicks. 
what do you think about the political climate right now? Well, for me, I think that all of us would agree when Obama was elected, we, we had hopes. I had hopes that he was going to heal old racial pain, that he was going to start bridging us all together. And the only reason all of us became disenchanted with Barack Obama is because of his policies. It wasn't because we were just attacking him because he was the Democrat who won the presidency. We, we became disenchanted with him because he because of his policy, because of his administration. This is a whole new thing that I don't think any of us have ever seen in our lifetime. No. Where, where celebrities are literally calling for giving him death wishes. And, and John Cusack yesterday on, on Twitter was, was tweeting out pictures saying, die, and, and all these things about Trump. And then he started backtracking. We've never seen this type of violence. And when you say, when, when it's public figures like this, who so many people look up to, like Madonna, for whatever reason, this is becoming literally dangerous because there are crazy people out there who will do anything yes. a celebrity tells them to do. Exactly. And, and we've never had this kind of environment. We didn't do that, no matter how much any of us disliked Barack Obama. None of us, but no one in the media ever came out saying, I hope he dies. Someone needs to assassinate him. Can you imagine no if there's a play where people stabbed Barack Obama to death? Let's be honest, that play um, that recently was out uh, where Julius Caesar was a Trump lookalike. I mean, that's what they were doing is stabbing him to death. Do you have a question, Sandy? Well, I really don't have a question. I just wanted to say that I, I love being on the show. I learned so many new things that I hadn't heard of before. And I'm so glad that you guys are on the show because everything that's been spoken here has been something that I have really been more aware of every day since this whole election has started. And it's affected so many er different areas of my life. And yeah. it's made me so in so internally upset with the way our country has decided to present itself to the rest of the world and for the people for the democrats to use their platform and give us this double standard like it's our way or no way and I, i'm just so glad i what i'm trying to say is i just you guys are a breath of fresh air. You're I, reading your bios. You're from <laughs> Hollywood and all of your backgrounds. And to have people from that, you know, that part of the Democratic Party to feel to say what we're feeling as Republicans, it's so refreshing. And I'm so glad you wrote this book. And I cannot wait to get a hold of it. Oh, good. Oh, I'll I mean, send you a copy. Oh, thank you. I'll your phone number at your address, and I'll send you. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Thank you. We'll keep you on the break. Um, Donna, I know you always have questions. Yes, well, I want to circle back, because you said have a voice, and, and I'm, I'm Italian, and I'm from California, oh, so I have got a, a voice. voice. Yes, I definitely have a voice. But here's the thing. I mean, like Angie said, we are living in this climate, in this time where everybody is living in fear. Mm -hmm. We're spending all yeah. our time complaining about stuff instead of doing stuff stuff. And so you ladies had said, well, just speak out and have your voice. Okay, I've got my voice. But how do we do that in such a climate without creating more hate yes, and more, more anger. fear and more anger and all this angst? I mean, I just feel it in the Good atmosphere. Question. So how do we do that? Sonia, are you there? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. I mean, I think we have to, and I think this is another thing that I'm trying to teach my kids is that it's okay to disagree with other people, um, but still remember that they're made in the image of God and that you still have to treat them with respect, even if they don't agree with you. And even if, even if um, you know, other people don't treat us as 
nice is we treat them, you know, just keep powering through and making our stand and making it in a uh, succinct and uh, mature way uh, without trying to offend other people or not offending, but being disrespectful is a better word for it. Um, you know, just trying to, to get our point across in a respectful way, no matter what is being thrown at us. And I think that's the best thing that we can do. Excellent. Well, I want to make sure that people again know it. The book is Politichicks, a clarion call to activism. I found it on Amazon, but you can find it all kinds of places. And uh, your website, please, ladies. Politichicks.com. Politichicks.com. Thanks, Amory. Thanks, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about a little boy, Carson. He's eight years old and his mom died of breast cancer. And I would love it if you would sponsor him for some art classes. Also, he doesn't like talking about his feelings after losing his mom. So he's taking dance and movement classes and that therapy costs about $100. And so if you would like to sponsor eight-year-old Carson who lost his mom to breast cancer to these classes that he really enjoys, the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation would love to help. 720-530-9482 or go to DoreenKatzMemorial.org. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. Radio personality GIF is here. We're going to talk about things that you need to start doing in your relationships. And there's one that he's working on right now. Welcome, GIF. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm doing well. You don't like one of my favorites, which is show everyone kindness and respect. You're like, oh, give me a break on that one, Angie. But- I, was being sar- I was being sarcastic and not showing you kindness nor respect. Right. And in uh, and, and a completely missed. So, <laughs> well, I want to talk about one that I I, if I have an example from our workplace because you and I worked together uh, mm-hmm. a few years back. Give people you don't know a fair chance. I think so many of us judge people. Even you know you know me. I'm a Christian, and I'm not supposed to judge people. Don't judge a book by its cover. So one of the guys that we worked with, and his name is Shark. I have to tell you, whenever I would go into the studio, it reeked of smoke. <laughs> yes. He wore sunglasses. He had really long hair, and he had a jean jacket, and I figured he drove a Harley, and I figured, like, oh, gosh, this guy again. 
I have to tell you, once I started talking to him and befriending him, I fell in love with this guy. I mean, not literally, that kind of love. I just really enjoyed him. Yes, he probably is some old stoner from the 70s, and he loves rock yeah. music and whatever. We're the antithesis of each other, and he has the sweetest heart, and I just so enjoyed having conversations with him, even though he did leave that cigarette smell in the studios. I, I How much of that? Uh, I, I know what you mean, because I know Shark well, and every time he, I know he's in the building just because I can smell a cigarette smoke. <laughs> And and it, and it's like and you know I've talked to Shark he's a great guy uh, and I, and I know exactly what you're talking about and I never really looked at him as anything other than you know we work in radio and we work with a whole lot of really weird oh, people yeah we do so so everybody gets a fair chance because you know if if you're gonna start pointing fingers you know you got two eyes that are pointing back at you you know <laughs> like well, so and I think you're right no I worked in TV so it was like um. Uh, pe- cardboard people with like um, helmet hair. You know what I mean? Like we were all alike. We all yep. looked alike. We all dressed alike. We did our hair alike. We did our makeup alike. And if you turn on the TV, they're very much alike. When I started working with you at that particular uh, organization, I, I was shocked at how at the characters that walked in and out of those rooms. I mean, radio is full of characters. They look different, smell different, you know, act differently. And I yeah. just, that was a lesson to me with Shark that someone that is so different from yourself could end up being one of your favorite colleagues. Uh, yeah, well, I think it <laughs> give people a fair chance. I mean, I, I've just grown up. I've been in, you know, radio for 30 years, you and TV. And I, I've just seen way too many weirdos. And we're all weirdos. I think that's why we yeah. do what we do. We, right. uh, you know, it's like moths to a flame. We just all kind of gravitate to where we feel we're comfortable. And, uh, I, you know, I was always the weird one because, you know, I showered every day and didn't have bad vices. And, <laughs> you know, it was like, and, you know, they, he doesn't have a big fat ego. And I wasn't impressed with myself. I was the weirdo. <laughs> so it was yeah, just kind of strange. Yeah, we never really got egos in either. I, I didn't nah. that. I always knew I was replaceable. So, okay, so the things that you need to do in your relationships, what are the ones that one or two that stand out to you? Because it's a list of 20 here. Yeah, well, no, this one jumped out at me, and I thought this was a different take on things that, I'd heard, that, I've, that I've read before. And it's uh, forgive people and move forward. And uh, we always talk about forgiveness, and it's something that I really battle with on a regular basis regular basis. And, uh, I liked what they said. It, this says, it says, don't live your life with hate in your heart. You'll end up hurting yourself more than you, uh, more than the people you hate. And this is the part that got me. Forgiveness is not saying what you did to me is okay. It is saying, I'm not going to let what you did to me ruin my happiness. And I, I know I get hung up on the forgiveness part because sometimes what they've done to you is not okay. And I can't get past that. And and it's uh, the forgiveness that you find in yourself to go, you know what? It is what it is. And and that's what I'm reading out of this. And it kind of hit me as being, okay, I get it. It's, you know, I'm forgiving for myself right. um, so I don't beat myself up, I, I, you know, as much as I do. Because sometimes things are unforgivable. I, you know, unless you just, you can walk on water and turn water into wine. I don't know how you couldn't have that in your head. And and right now, I think it's really important because this country is wound around the axle so tight, I can't believe it. Um, but there's so much hate in people's hearts that I don't understand it. I don't understand where it came from because I don't feel that way. No. I don't let things like this take over my life. I and and I just, I just don't understand how you can just completely go un, you can just become crazy about, uh, you know, all of this that's going on. 
I, with, you know, I got bigger problems in my house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of forgiveness and I've moved on in a lot of cases because I do believe sometimes people change my, you know, my dad and I, um, we are back in each other's lives and it was like a 35 years where we really didn't have much contact. And I got the added benefit of my stepmom who is delightful and is so kind and loving to me. And she listens to the show all the time and just, I don't know, I just think she's super neat. And so um, that's been great for me. And my dad is a really great grandpa. He calls the kids every weekend and they just adore him. So that's been a wonderful thing for me. And that's just been in the last like four or five years. But in terms of forgiveness, you don't have to, uh, when you forgive them, you're not saying what they did was okay, but you're really, like you said, forgiving for yourself. Um, But I have been able to really move on and almost forget. Now for me, what I've found with forgiveness in my life is if the person picks the scab off again, then and is nasty again or somehow not uh conciliatory or um not doesn't respect the fact that hey i really overcame a lot with you i forgave a lot then it can reignite the anger but um so far right now i don't have any of that in my life but there were some situations in relationships where i had to re-forgive over and over again because the pain was brought up in some way or the grievance was you know uh was done again to me or whatever Sure. I, yeah, no, no, it, it, it makes total sense. I'm just sitting here pondering at what point do you stop and just unload that baggage out of your life? I know. You know, because if it keeps happening and, and that's a big question that I, I, you know, I deal with, everybody deals with. It's like, you know, I've forgiven you 10 times and now I'm starting to feel like a fool for doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that negativity that you don't need. I don't know how to deal with it. You know, well, that's why. The, that's that's. <laughs> well, I think we should continue this topic, and because there are quite a few uh, in this list of twenty things you can do to improve your relationship, and we are talking about a big list that I found on this website, Mark and Angel Hack Life. They've got really cool things on the website. It's twenty things to start doing in your relationships. We talked about forgiveness last time. We talked talked about being kind to others, uh, giving people you don't know a fair chance, uh, showing kindness and respect. And Gift, did any of these stand out to you as uh, something that you think would improve relationships or that is a pet peeve of yours or you think are just totally useless? <laughs> no, no, they they all are. It's just, yeah, you, you know, you got to turn it around and go, well, how's this? Oh, my gosh, they all fit me. This is crazy. I messed up. It's like 20 of them and you go, OK. But, uh, you know, things that I really believe in. And uh, this is a big one that I that I read was the uh, pay attention to who your real okay. friends are. And, and I will tell you, this is uh, something for the kids. And I know all parents uh, probably deal with this. Um, you know, um, well, I have two daughters. And uh, one of them, the social aspect of life was really not terribly important. You know, she just kind of went on living her life and she was comfortable within her own skin. And then her uh, sister, who is five years younger, was just the complete polar opposite. Uh, it was really important to her what other people thought of her. The more friends you have, the better off you are. And while my older one just had a couple of good friends that are still her friends to this day out of high school, which was, I don't know, 13 years ago, um, my younger, Lauren, she doesn't have any friends from high school because she was, uh, you know, she was into, she was she was just into being liked. And, and there's a real... Wow. Uh, you know, an insecurity issue that's going on there. And that is one of the things that I kept telling her over and over again. I said, honey, I'm, I'm, you know, 50, whatever years old. And I said, I literally have one or maybe two 
really good friends that I trust implicitly. Yeah. yeah. The, re- the rest. Who your real friends are. My yeah. brother-in-law says if you have five good friends in your life by the time you die, that is saying something. If you can count them on one hand. Exactly right. Those are the people that you're going to choose to spend your most the most time with, and those that know the most about you. You know your secrets and everything else. Why do you want to? spread that around. And I, you know, I, I look at it like a relationship with my wife. I have one wife. I, I don't, I don't need two or three or whatever to fulfill myself. Yeah. I have one wife. I have one very, very good friend, my best friend. That's been my friend for 35 years now. And we've had ups and downs like relationships do with right. a, when you're married, but I, yeah, I can't divide myself up that much. And then I've got some other very close and dear friends. Um, uh, but it's not that many. And, uh, you know, in kids today, for some odd reason, and I don't know if it's social media that does it, it's just all about uh, quantity instead of quality. And it ended up really, she's, uh, my youngest is 24. And uh, my gosh, you know, she's an honor student, Dean's List, uh, graduating college here uh, next month, has a great job. But the insecurities with relationships just blow me away when I go, who are your really, who are your friends and who can you really count on? And when she looks at me and goes, you know, I, I, I don't have anybody that I would really, really count on. And I'm like going, oh my gosh, mine got me through so much nonsense. It's ridiculous. But there was only one or two. She has that family foundation. That's what I was just telling my son the other day when there was a little friendship snafu and he's just in fifth grade. And I said, look, your parents are married. You've got your Christian faith. You're a great athlete. You're good. You do well in school. You've got a really um, great extended family uh, foundation. So whenever you have problems out there, you always have us here. And a lot of kids don't have that kind of foundation that you have at home. So you always have us to turn to. So that's a huge blessing. Now, when you talk about the friends that are good, um, I like the tip that says um, stay in better touch with people who truly matter to you. I am guilty of not keeping in touch with people who are important to me because I get too busy in my own life that I don't let them know or keep up that relationship. I think real friends understand that because they're in the same position and and I do it too. I've gone I've gone four or five months without talking to my best friend and and he lives two miles away from you, mind you. But uh, you know I'll pick up the phone and go, we need coffee and and uh, we'll get together for coffee and it's like we see each other every single day and he'll, right. and you know we just compare notes and go wow life is just spinning around my head like crazy and i you know you get it you understand because <laughs> it's not teenage relationships where they go well they're not talking to me anymore i don't know why they're not talking to me have you talked to them about it well no right, <laughs> it's right. like oh my gosh you're giving me a headache <laughs> thank it's goodness like, for that well and I, yeah. the other thing i was teaching my son about friendships you know, always be loyal i said right now you're building up um like a bank of goodness and in that bank every time <laughs> your parents i'm mean, sorry your friends or your friend's parents see you do the right thing uh, that you're honest like the other uh, kid got lying uh, got caught lying at school and all the other kids knew he lied because they saw what he did well they built up a bank of knowing that the kid is a liar you know what i mean so you're building up a bank of um, your history with your classmates so then they know if you're a person of character when you're in high school and you say you don't want to do um, drugs or you don't want to go along with the kids who are going to get in trouble after school or whatever it is and then the kids know that like you are a kid of character and if they stick with you that they're on the right track so you're building up history with them that is so funny that you would say that if you got uh, time for a quick story yeah, uh, yeah. two 
two, two weeks ago, I, um, uh, my next door neighbor's dad passed away and he lives in, uh, he lived in North Dakota and, uh, they were all up there for a week. And I just went, I have to go to his funeral. I know the man, I met the man and I, I drove from, you know, in Colorado, I, dr- I drove 750 miles to go to his funeral. Uh, because my friend means that much to me, yes. and his dad also meant something to me. But during the uh, uh, during the service, the the priest was saying, he goes, you know, when you get to heaven, he goes, you'll find some mansions, some very big mansions, and then you'll find some cottages. And the reason there are cottages there is those people didn't invest enough time in their bricks of goodness to build a mansion. So he wanted to tell us about make sure that you're always building you're always building your mansion here on earth. So when you get to heaven and I, I know it's all metaphorical, but it, it, what you just said is exactly right. You're, you're doing good things and building bricks for, you know, later on uh, when you pass on to somewhere else. And it just hit me. It was one of those things that I'm sitting there going, I, you know, I had just driven 750 miles and, uh, and everything else in, in a day and was going to drive on home. And I was like, sat there and I kind of, Felt, I felt really good. I was like going, this is one of my bricks. Um, I yeah. did it for myself. Uh, I did it for my friend who I care very, very much about. And when I walked in the door of his dad's house, he turned around and went, what are you doing here? And I said, there is no way I was going to let you not have, you know, one of your friends up here to support you and your dad. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and all of a sudden everybody's crying. I, and I'm I, like, I like it that you said it's like building up a wall too. like I'm like, putting no, and it's not like we were trying to be loved more or be more important. No, as a kid, you're building up your credibility. Your 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 character is being built through all of these good uh, deeds or no. you proving to your friends uh, that you are a decent person and a good friend to them. All right. Yeah. Time. Thank you, my friend. Oh, I'm so happy to do it. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA the Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other 
human being. We have feelings and we have emotions. And if given the chance, we can shine. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people. A lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Hello, hello, hello. This is producer Dave sitting in for Angie. Unfortunately, she's still uh, with her cousin in Chicago. So please send your thoughts and prayers out to her and her family. But today, I couldn't pass up this opportunity to talk to lifestyle expert Ann Howard. Hello, Ann. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm very well. Um, thanks for being on today. And um, hey, we're here to talk about back to school is right around the corner. And so back to school season is already upon us. And you have some really good ideas about ideas for new students and really great deals out there. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Can you believe it's back to school time again already? It goes by I mean, so fast. Yeah, the year just flies by. I have some really great ideas, and one of my favorites is a company called Whistledrop.com, which is a monthly subscription box delivered, delivering personal hygiene products to your college kids and young millennials, and it'll help you get your son or daughter out the door clean when you're not around because they're off at college. Whistledrop was started when a dad had a daughter in college, and he went to visit her, and she didn't have any time. She was so focused on her studies. She was super busy. She didn't have a car. And he saw the struggle it was for her to keep up with her basic personal hygiene supplies. So he saw a need to support her by delivering her a box of supplies. And that's how Whistledrop started out. And it's just, it's perfect for the busy, oversubscribed college kid. Because you know college is tough. It's a busy time, lots of pressure and deadlines. Time is at a premium. You don't want to have them running around shopping for things. And these are great products at a great price. So easy to buy. Just go online and subscribe. $29.99 a month for the box, 25% off the first month, and shipping is free forever. That's, so that's awesome. Great. I've noticed those subscription services are growing so rapidly. I know I, I get um, little toys for my kids. Uh, they, you know, they deliver them once a month, and then there's all the clothes, and this is just uh, the next evolution of that with uh, personal hygiene products. That's right. It just helps make their lives so much easier. And the premium, there are three different boxes. There's one for girls, a premium box for girls, and one for boys. So the premium box has a few extra fun things like facial masks and foot creams, and every box has personal hygiene items like toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, all the things that your kid will need to keep them clean while they're away from home. I mean, the essentials. That's right. If you order within the next 72 hours, your box will be delivered in time for back to school, which means it will get there in September. Okay. So, you Whistledrop. know, Whistledrop.com. Yeah, that's right. Whistledrop.com. Awesome. And then, um, so, and then and for I have another great idea. Sure. Yeah. So, your kids are needing to get back and forth from college, right? Well, Amtrak train travel, it's a great idea for students for back to school and holiday travel, which is coming up soon, too. And back to school season, well, it's a perfect time to get away on Amtrak. And you save 15% to over 500 destinations. Wow. And, yeah, that's pretty great savings. You just go to Amtrak.com forward slash deals, and there's a place up at the top that says student. You pull down and you buy your ticket there. It's great for traveling. And, you know, they get free bags, so that's awesome. They can take two free bags on the train and not have to worry about paying extra. So it's students 
age 13 to 25, getting to and from campus, attending an away football game, visiting friends and family, getting away for the holidays, 15% less when they book at least three days in advance. That's an amazing deal. And, and I know, know the train is really great because it's very affordable. And then plus the train goes places where other ways to travel, roads don't go. You can't see this stuff on an airplane. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I travel on Amtrak a lot. I go back and forth from Brattleboro, Vermont, to New York City, right, to Penn Station. And I love that I don't have to stop to use the restroom. They have clean restrooms. They have plug-ins at every seat where you can just plug in your technology and get to work. Great for students going, you know, back to school. They can, you know, keep working while they're traveling. And there's a car where you can get some food if you want something, and they have healthy choices. It's really fun. I know that. I've I've taken the train up in the mountains. It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And folks age 60 plus, 62 and over, they'll save 15% on Amtrak year-round as well. Senior students who can go visit your students. That's right. I was thinking they could just meet somewhere in the middle and have a great, you know, bring your bicycle, your backpack, and have a great little overnight together. You know, that would be so much fun, right? Right. Well, our time is almost up, so everyone remember, whistledrop.com and Amtrak.com. Go on Amtrak and get that 15% off if you're a student. It's an awesome way to travel. It's it's so much more comfortable than air travel. So true. Thanks, Dave. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie. You have a great day. You too. Okay, and I thank everybody for listening once again to The Good News with Angie Austin. This is Producer Dave saying, get ready for back to school. It's already already on us. So you guys have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.